Welcome into the Pod Squad Podcast, where four normal, everyday guys talk about sports, news, and random stuff. We're extremely excited you are here for this episode. I'm Chris, and I'm joined by three of my best friends and the other hosts of the show, Mason, Tinsley, and Zach. All right, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Pod Squad. Yeah. We've got super exciting stuff to talk about this week. And quick shout out to our guy Chris. He is on vacation down in Florida, so you're not be hearing his lovely voice today. But we're going to try to fill his shoes the best we can. So, before we dive into the episode, I do have a question for Mason really quick. Let's hear it. Mm. All right. So, Mason, you are like a legitimate Lakers fan. You have rooted for the Lakers when they were just terrible. You, I would call you sometimes like, yeah, man, what's you up to? He's like, oh, I'm just watching the Lakers game. I'm like, who starts for the Lakers? I don't even know anymore. <laughs> so, like, Mason legitimately is a Lakers fan. As we all know, LeBron, AD, the Lakers won this weekend, championship number 17. So, I just want to ask mm-hmm. Mason, like, what is the feeling of your favorite team winning a championship? Because, like, I know you're a Titans fan as well. Yes. You weren't. Yeah. We're not old enough to remember them going to the Super Bowl. Zach's a Titans fan. Zach, you know, we're all Vols fans. Oh, boy. We're it's not been old a rough time to remember them days. being relevant. I'm a Jacksonville Jaguars fan. We've been relevant for, like, never. So, yeah. I've never that had one this season. feeling of that one season. That, those I one playoffs. Hang on went to. kind of far. Yeah. So, what, like, what is that like? So, I was taking every moment during game six. I had a feeling it came into a blowout just, like, in the second quarter. And I had a feeling, like, I knew this was, we had it locked up. Uh, you never want to get too excited because comebacks do happen, but... LeBron just turned it on. They just continued, and it was a blowout. Uh, I was even some people would be like, "Oh, blowout! Turn it, turn it off." No, I wanted to see the trophy ceremony, who was MVP, the interviews afterwards. I was getting even after it went off on like uh, the game went off. I was watching ESPN coverages. I was pulling up the videos. It's a big moment. Uh, uh, Last time. Uh, to be honest, like the first time I watched them win was ten years ago, two thousand ten. Yeah. I would remember where I was. I was in my living room with my parents, watching them win Kobe Bryant and Pau Gasol. So, uh, and you were correct. I have sat through games. I found a meme, but this is, <laughs> and it brought me back to it. It said, "Congratulations to all the Lakers fan, but especially those that sat through." And here's a lineup. And I remember the, the lineups being very similar to this. Kendall Marshall, who is that? Jody Meeks, I don't even know if he's starting on a team anymore. Kent Bazemore, Ryan Kelly, and Jordan Hill. Those were the yeah. pa- So the past six seasons, oh we haven't been to the playoffs. So there, it's been lineups like that. After Kobe Bryant tore his Achilles, and then he retired, it's... It's been pretty it's rough. rough. There's a rough yeah, D'Angelo there. Russell didn't work out for us, ended right. up just killing it on other teams, and so it's been rough. And then LeBron just on a mission last revenge year, season. That's yeah. been bringing in AD, and they they were just having so much fun. I don't know how many people actually watched the end of that game, but they were in the corner of the court. Jumping up and down, hugging on each other, like AD. This is a big deal for AD. Of course, LeBron. This is his fourth, like championship. But AD's never been here. Yeah, he's. So, I mean, he's never been to the playoffs. He's never been to the playoffs. Exactly. So, so it, he was. Cool you could tell him. LeBron was happy for him. And yeah, he was, grew up a Lakers fan. Yeah. I mean, AD. I mean, this this meant a lot to him. Uh, I mean, I, just, I like. I hope someday I can have that feeling of the exactly. Jaguars winning the Super Bowl because. Like, <laughs> Whenever we went to the AFC Championship game, it's two times now that I can remember, but like in 2017 when we went and we lost, you can ask Morgan, I didn't speak for two hours. I was so upset I couldn't form words. Like I went on a walk. I just like, Mm. so I've been on the other end of just terrible heartbreak. So someday I hope to have this feeling that you have of, you know, just pure joy and be able to rub it in everybody's face. Pretty awesome. Zach, do you have a a memory that comes to mind when it comes to being heartbroken by Oh, yes. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, Probably my two most devastating sports moments ever were actually both Florida games that I attended. My, My first one... I'm trying to remember what year it was. It had, it was 14 or 15. 
uh, I was, it was a home game. I was there and I remember it was, we ended up coming back and it was pretty close. And I remember sitting in the stadium for like 20 minutes afterwards, me and a bunch of my friends were all just sitting there absolutely devastated. Just like you would have thought someone just died. Like we were, it was like we were at a funeral. It was so, yeah. cause we were so hype about, the, about Butch Jones coming in and, and we thought this was the year we hadn't won in a long time. We were like, this is it. Uh, and then obviously two years later we do end up winning. But my other one was I was in the swamp and they ended up coming back at the last second and winning on it and then winning on, we missed their field goal at the, at the buzzer. We were in the swamp and that was also miserable. Both of those were total heartbreak moments where it was like we had driven all that way to get, to get down to Gainesville for literally like 59 minutes of game time. We thought we had the game won. And at the very last second, it all blew up, and that was absolutely devastating. Horrible. Those are my two worst. I mean, I've, I've sat through a lot of Tennessee losses, but those were the two worst. Right, but um, those are, like, heartbreaking <laughs> ones. Mason, I have a question for you about, about Lakers yes. stuff. Um, Let me hear it. Does, it. does this at all feel like tainted at all? Because does it feel like more of a LeBron win than a Lakers win? Does any part of it feel like – Okay, LeBron won a championship more than the Lakers won a championship. Are we talking about the bubble necessarily affecting just it, or just, just in LeBron general? It in would general. be like a lot of the reaction is it's not the Lakers that won; it is LeBron's championship, right? I get what you're saying. Like, like it, so it would be it, the equivalent would be like if if Lamar Jackson or Patrick Mahomes came to Jacksonville, then the next season they won the Super Bowl. Right. Obviously, it's, it's all the talk about would them. be about about what that per- that player did and their legacy as compared to this team just won a championship together. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes, yeah. I, I don't think so, and here's why. If you watch every game, there are moments, to be honest, Alex Caruso of all people, making plays that would be like, Alex oh, Caruso. if he – yeah, he's, he's, a, he's great. He's, he's fun to watch. And – I mean, we just see J.R. Smith ripping his shirt off at the very end. Did but he do he's anything? Had play. He did. He did a little bit throughout the playoffs, not necessarily the finals. <laughs> Dwight, had a great Dwight Howard was, was emerging towards the end. So I don't want to necessarily say LeBron. Now here's the thing: I do want to say LeBron is the type of player, and I don't want to bring up again the Michael Jordan versus LeBron. But he's the type of player that he comes into a team. He makes a total difference of let's get to the finals. And when he leaves there, just like he did Cleveland, that team blows up. I mean, they, they don't get to the playoffs. They're, they're basically number one contending for first overall draft pick. They're that bad. That happened to Cleveland. It happened to Miami. Uh, it, and if I he ever, Miami and they still had Chris Bosh yeah, and D-Wade. Exactly. So it's, I, I think yes and no, but I see a bunch of players making – I mean, Danny Green for crying out loud! This guy, ooh, he was he <laughs> was killing me at the last game, but he, like he has hit some threes. Yeah, yeah oh, that that's much. yeah, that's that's crossing the line there for sure. But I see players making Kuzma uh, during the playoffs. He was made. I I don't want to just go down to the finals because like LeBron did make a difference, but you're talking about AD obviously. And then Alex Caruso and Rajon Rondo. Rajon Rondo played. He yeah. had a key role in it, and uh, he's uh, he's a, a big deal right now because he won with the Celtics and then won with the Lakers, which is he's the only player to ever do that. And so uh, I I don't think so because I see a lot of uh, especially if you watch the games, if you watch them throughout the playoffs, there was a lot of key players that uh, that definitely helped LeBron, and he sure. made sure to say that in the closing speech, like he was he was doing it, like he was. Hey, Laker Nation needs our respect. Jimmy Bus needs our respect, and we all need our like. He was speaking on behalf of the team. He he did make some of it about him. Obviously, he is one of the greatest players ever. But he made sure to like contribute. Everybody, hey, everybody had a role on this team. So, mm. what do you think I, about that, Zach? Because you seem unsure. No, I I think that's I think that's true. Uh, I do think it. I mean, always, especially with basketball, it is a team effort, and one player can make a difference, especially when you have two top tier players. I mean, obviously, that's that's going to give you a very high chance of winning and doing well with it. But I am happy for you, Mason, and that your team won. I'm happy for you. I'm happy for LeBron. Honestly, I do think he's. I really do think he deserves it. 
so I am happy for him. I saw a wild stat earlier. It was like a, it was like a flow chart on Twitter, and it said, "Will your team make the finals this year?" And then it was like it, it split off, and it said, "Are you in the same conference as LeBron?" And then below it, it said, no. Or it said, no. And then it said, are you on the same team as LeBron? Yes. Are you on another team than LeBron? No. And it was like, I mean, it, it really is that easy. It's like LeBron has yeah. so consistently been to the finals. It's like if you're not on this team, good luck. The yeah. odds are stacked against you from the get-go. For sure. Unless he's and injured. It's I mean, crazy. So, I mean, the biggest test will be next year. The Warriors will be back with Steph, yeah. Clay. Yeah. Brooklyn with Kate, uh, Kevin Durant and the uh, Nets, which is the third the East. So yeah, we'll, well see, I'm just saying see what happens with them. I, yeah. you know, KD and Kyrie, I don't see that working out. <laughs> well, I do want to give a quick overview because we are talking about the Lakers and we'll move on after this. But uh, it has been an unprecedented year in general, but for sports, uh, the season started October 22nd, 2019. Uh, March 11th, 2020 was when the season was suspended when Rudy Gobert tested positive for COVID-19. Bubble started in Disney World July 30th of this year. And uh, then from there, and the finals just ended. So you're talking about almost a whole year from the season starting mm. to the season ending. Uh, and like, like I said earlier, Lakers six-year playoff drought. Uh, LeBron was named Finals MVP, first player to win Finals MVP with three different teams, uh, and then the Lakers, yep, yeah, and then the Lakers uh, got their 17th total championship, tied obviously with the Boston Celtics. So, uh, like I said, super super exciting. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, so let's get on to the episode. We got an exciting one set up for for you guys today tens yeah. what we got going on yeah guys so we've got uh we're gonna kick things off with press release uh zach and me and mason are gonna be talking about hubie halloween new adam hey. Sandler movie oh, that goodness. came out uh followed up with some college football tailgate mason and zach are going to be talking about all things college football especially sec that happened this weekend had a wild wild weekend next i'll be doing out of left field this week i'm gonna keep it on the halloween theme we're gonna be talking about our my top five candy candy bars it's gonna be delicious let's go um and then we're gonna do one-stop shop nfl and finish up on betting on a budget where mason is five and one so let's get to the episode all right this week on press release we are talking about hubie halloween a brand new movie that just dropped on netflix in the past week starring adam sandler this is a netflix original movie and we are doing a should i watch that for this week tins i know that you have also watched it what were your uh what were yes, your sir. first reactions to hubie halloween so first reactions you you see the trailer and you just think oh another really dumb adam sandler movie on netflix uh a couple of them have been dead so far his new <laughs> deal with netflix um, oh boy, there's some i bad gave ones. it a shot yeah, there are some bad ones that he's done but you know uh i gave it a shot I, I didn't go into it expecting anything, and I think that's what you have to do with this movie. Mm. You can't go in expecting like any kind of good storytelling or you know anything, like, any structure or good content. If you just turn your brain off and just want to laugh, yep. um, it's the movie for you for an hour and forty five minutes. <laughs> I, I actually heard a lot of some people compare it to like the Ernest movies. Have you seen any of the Ernest movies? Yeah. Yeah, I, he I'm actually has a Halloween movie, and time. it's pretty similar, honestly. Where it's yeah. like Halloween, okay. I and this, could get that. This, this guy who's kind of really dumb gets into some hijinks <laughs> where there's like actually some kind of evil thing going on, and it's just kind of all wild. Right. Uh, I got that kind of vibe from it. I agree with you, Tins. You can't think about it too much because if you do, you're gonna hate it. <laughs> uh, you you really can't go in wanting something that's gonna be thought provoking because it's really not. Right. I honestly do love a Halloween movie. I don't know. I'm kind of a sucker for them. Mm-hmm. I love the old school like Disney Channel Halloween Town movies. I used to oh, watch yeah. the heck out of those things. I do love a Halloween movie. And I actually honestly do like Adam Sandler a lot. Do I think this yeah. movie is what I would consider like good? Maybe not. Will I watch it next Halloween? Maybe not. <laughs> but I, I really do think it was it was a pretty funny movie. Uh, just a quick rundown. There's obviously no spoilers, even though there's not really anything I could possibly spoil for you. There is a guy named Hubie 
Dubois. He Dubois. is he is one of those Adam Sandler characters where he's just really kind of socially awkward, really dumb. I mean, dumb maybe. But he loves Halloween. Uh, he gets bullied a lot by a lot of people in the neighborhood. He has a mom who wears really inappropriate shirts, which are pretty funny. <laughs> and then he interacts with a lot of the same guys that are normally in Adam Sandler movies, which honestly is one of my favorite parts. Kevin James is in it. Steve Buscemi is in it. Rob Schneider. He has some uh, SNL characters, some SNL personnel. Maya Rudolph and Tim Meadows are in it. Chris Thompson. Yeah. Or, I'm sorry, Keenan oh, Thompson. Keenan Thompson is in it. Shaq shows up. Who knew? Yeah. Uh, yeah. He, it's, it's honestly a pretty stacked cast, uh, which I think is probably the most fun part is just seeing this Hubie character interact with all of these stars that we know and love. And it, it's honestly really funny. The, uh, the girl from Happy Gilmore, she's in it too. The, uh, his girlfriend from Happy Gilmore. She's Violet? Yeah, she's Violet. Yeah. So there is so, a, I mean, there is a love a interest. Of uh, Violet Valentine. She is obviously way out of his league, but uh, he he's in love with her and has been for a long time. They went to school together and stuff. And all, it all comes together uh, in a pretty fun way where there's some hijinks and there's uh, he designates himself as like the Halloween monitor, make sure everybody stays safe, and he gets running around on Halloween while all this craziness is going on. It's pretty much what you would expect out of the movie. Really, I think at the end of the day, it just comes down to whether or not you you enjoy a good Adam Sandler movie that's that's just going to be dumb on the surface. If you like that, great. If not, you you may hate it. Uh, It's just it's kind of part of it. Uh, Tens, coming down the stretch. uh, Did you like this movie? Um, I liked it as long as I did. You know what I said at the beginning. I turned my brain off. I wasn't expecting anything. I'm just watching it for pure laughter. Uh, I did watch it. I don't think I'd watch it again. Um, yeah. But, you know, I did enjoy, you know, that hour, 45 minutes of of that kind of comedy. I, I agree. I do think I enjoyed it. I think it was fun. Like I said, I like Halloween movies. It kind of got me in the spirit a little bit. And I really do like Adam Sandler. And, I, and I'm, I'm a sucker for some good, like, physical comedy, for some really dumb jokes. So I, I really did enjoy it i think at the end of the day so if you like those kind of movies i mean if, if you're a fan of maybe some of the older school adam sandler movies like Waterboy, i think it's i think it stacks up kind of similar to some of those uh we're gonna talk more about adam sandler movies in just a second but let's let's wrap this up with a watchability rating uh tens what did you give All this? Right, so i gave this a 6.8 um watchability mm-hmm. just because it's it's just funny um, it's not super long, so you're not having like a two and a half hour like thing where you have to pay attention. It's hour forty five ish. I think that's running with credits. It's yeah. it's solid. It's funny. Um, don't expect to get anything out of it other than some laughs. So I gave it a solid six point eight. I I agree. I think I'm going to give this movie a seven point two to to bring our average right exactly to a seven point zero. Yeah, that that seems fair. The the IMDb rating currently is a 5.2 out of 10. So, uh, not great. Uh, not great at all, but I mean, again, it's, it's in the top of Netflix. I mean, people are watching it today. People don't love it obviously, but it's doing what they wanted it to do. What'd you say? It's a number two in the U S on Netflix today. There you go. I'm looking at it's IMDb right now. And it says it's, it's the number one search for movie right now on IMDb. There you go. The most popular yeah. movie. It's, so it's people never, might not like it, but at least right. they're watching it's, it. Adam Sandler movies, for the most part, aren't ever going to get good scores like on IMBD and stuff. So you kind of got to... That's true. <laughs> that is true. I mean, he makes some, some questionable movies sometimes. <laughs> okay, and so that wraps up Hebe Halloween 7.0 overall. Like we said, go watch it if you like a dumb movie every now and then. Uh, to finish up our Adam Sandler conversation, we are going to do a Adam Sandler top three of all time movie ranking. And each of us are going to give our top three movies. I will tell you, Mason's only seen about three of them, so his list is... Uh, Very limited. Is limited. Yes. But I, <laughs> I will say, 
uh, we were I had a hard time with this list because he has so many. He has made an enormous amount of movies. Uh, just quick, let, let me run through some of the some of the, the hot ones before we get started to kind of get your brain going. Uh, Happy Gilmore, Mr. Deeds, Happy Madison, Waterboy, Longest Yard. Uh, that's kind of some of the big ones. Coming into the, some of the not-so-big ones, we have Click, Bedtime Stories, Wedding Singer, Uncut Gems, which obviously is the one that stands out probably. I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry, 50 First Dates, Don't Mess with the Zohan. If you want to go into some of the really bad ones, he's made a couple for Netflix, like The Do-Over, uh, The Murder Mystery, which Mason liked for some reason, um, <laughs> Jack and Jill, which is widely regarded as one of the worst movies of all time. I haven't actually seen that. It's pretty bad. One. He does have... <laughs> he has his moments, for sure. Uh, and I, I think he, he, he swings on everything. Some of them hit. Some of them are just not there. Uh, so we are going to give our top three. Uh, Mason, you want to go first since I know... Yes, mine will be short, sweet, and to the point. Grown Ups 1 and 2. <laughs> both of them. And then you <laughs> you did already them. hint um, Murder Mystery. I will say it was decent. I'm not going to hype it up like crazy, Zach. It was... De- <laughs> but, I mean... This is number one. No, said it's a movie of all time. No, it's not. Uh, it was on Netflix. I watched it and I was like, oh, it's not, it is really like you were talking about. I see similarities with how you're describing Hubie Halloween. Uh, that's how, that's how that movie is. It's just kind of like what is happening. And this is really, really different and weird, but it's funny. So yeah, those are my three. Tens, who do you got? All right. All right. So, uh, coming to number three, I've got Big Daddy. Uh, I really like. I really like yeah. that movie with, uh, you know, with the funny. Sprouse twins and kind of their big breaking out as child actors. Uh, you know, Scuba Steve, denning the can, seeing the grocery store, <laughs> get it fifty. I don't know, just a lot of a lot of things from that movie uh, stick out to me. So that one I've got at number three. Number two I've got Fifty First Dates. Uh, mm. All around, just like a solid rom com movie. Um, that's a very good rom com. It is. It's, it's good. I like it. It's not one of his like sl- like slapstick comedy movies, but it's it's a good one. It's yeah. different. It is. And yeah. then number one, I, I had to go Happy Gilmore. It is just. Mm. It's probably mm. in my top five, just in general movies of all time. I mean, I've probably seen it wow. fifteen times. It's one of those I can just rewatch, and it still be. Happy learn That's how right. to putt. Uh, I can watch that one and just laugh every time. I'll catch something I didn't catch before, you know, forget about something. So, <laughs> Happy Gilmore. Uh, I mean, every time I play disc golf, every time I, could, like, hit a di- decent putt, I'm like, you know, it makes me think of Happy Gilmore. It's just like, oh, Happy learned how to putt. Like, I don't know. It's just. Somebody's yeah, closer. I mean, it's just, it's one of those. It's, it's a good one. So, I've got Happy Gilmore that is my funny. number one. That's a solid list, Tins. There's a lot of there's a lot of movies there that definitely I think deserve to be in the top three. Uh, okay, my top three coming in. I've got a couple different ones than Tins. Number three, I have Big Daddy. No wait, not Big Daddy. I said that wrong. Number okay, Big Daddy was very very close. Number three, I have Mr. Deeds. Yeah, it's a good one. Mr. Deeds. Uh, he gets a huge inheritance and becomes rich, and it's very funny. This dude from this really small town all of a sudden has an enormous wealth, and it, it's very funny. Um, number two, give me The Longest Yard. <laughs> I think that movie is really funny. Is. <laughs> I, I love, <laughs> I, I love, I think it's got a lot of that physical humor that I really like. Terry Crews is in it as like a cheerleader, which is hilarious. Chris Rock is I a, love it. Anytime you can get Adam Chris, Sandler and it, Chris Rock. It does together. have a pretty stacked cast, too. Yep. That's hilarious. Uh, number one coming in, I have The Water Boy. Ooh. Give me The Water Boy. Give me Adam Sandler. Honestly, a pretty similar character. Like I said, QB Halloween, but he's incredible at football. He has his mama that he talks about. He's kind of crazy. Very funny movie. I think that's a classic. Happy Gilmore was very close to making the list, too. Like I said, it's a hard list to make, honestly. But overall, I think we came away with Adam Sandler is very funny sometimes. And when he is funny, though, his movies are fine. Yeah, it's hard to top a good Adam Sandler, like, comedy movie. Like, I mean, when he's on, 
it is. He's good. And uh, he actually has a, he actually had a comedy special out pretty recently. Yeah, did you watch it? Where he did, I actually did, and I really yeah, really I liked love stand up. Like it's a lot different. I listen to stand up a lot at work because um, I get to listen to my you know have headphones in for five straight hours every day. So yeah, kind of run out of stuff. Yeah. I can only listen to our podcast you know so many times in a row. Um, so I listen <laughs> oh a lot gosh. of stand up, and that one was, it was really good. I like the Chris Farley shout out at the end there. Mm, that that's so good. It's like all musical, which I think is Adam Sand- one of Adam Sandler's biggest strengths as it is, and so I uh, I do think yeah it's, those it was super those cool. old school SNL skits where he's singing like the the Lunch Lady one that's yeah Lunch Lady is so funny top tier yeah. comedy right there I agree I agree with you hundred percent but that is it for press release today and now as Chris would say your favorite segment of the week college yeah. football tailgate. I, Mason, will be filling in for Chris on this segment since he is on vacation. So uh, me and Zach will be taking it away here. First, we're going to break down Let's do it. Tennessee versus Georgia. Oh, now, wait. wait, one second, guys. Mm. We, we do have a special caller, oh. first-time caller into the podcast here. Long-time listener, Long-time first-time listen. caller. Hey, uh... You're on here with the pod squad, Chris Davis. We just had a question for you really quick. How do you feel about Georgia? Oh, the, the Bulldogs. Well, all I got to say is they're a bunch of cheaters. Mm. That's right, Thanks. everybody. Ladies cheaters. and gentlemen, you heard it once again. <laughs> a bunch of cheaters. And they cheated on Saturday. Did you catch it? Oh, we caught it. it. We're, we're, about caught to, it we're about to break it down for you. <laughs> so, you heard it. Down for us you, a bunch of cheaters. you got it. Love you. Hope you're having a good vacation. We'll see you soon. Alright, you guys heard it here first. Once again this week, uh, Georgia, they're still cheaters. Still cheaters. And they'll always be cheaters. I'm going to be honest, I didn't expect that coming. I'm just kidding, I did. (laughs) But, so yes, Tennessee versus Georgia. If you watch the first Mm. half, you're thinking, oh wow, Tennessee is up 21-17. to Final score, Mm. Georgia, 44-21. to The Vols Ooh. did not score in the second half. What were your tex- takeaways not from that great. game, Zach? Well, first of all, uh, Chris and I did have a call out last week over who was going to win this, and I did lose. I-, I will say I lost gracefully. I-, I picked for my team. I stayed for my team. Uh, even though they lost, I think that uh, the first half, I know some breaks went Tennessee's way. We they got the the fumble recovery in the very beginning of the game. The touchdown got took the early lead. <sighs> just got exposed in the second half. I think a lot of the breaks that went our way in the first half just didn't go in the second half. I think uh, Garantano made some bad mistakes in the second half, which a couple turnovers. Oh, I got him here, uh, Zach. A couple. Let me. Let me. All right. Man. Second half. Fumble. Give him two. Interception. Punt. Punt. Turnover on downs. And a fumble lost for a touchdown was the last one. So, pretty rough second half. Rough second half. Um, Yeah, I mean, I, I think Georgia is definitely the better team there. I think, honestly, that's, that score probably is pretty accurate, even though they ran it up pretty big at the end. I mean, it was a thing where you're down by nine and you blink and all of a sudden it's what it ended up being. It's all of a sudden it went from 30 to 21 to 44 to 21 in the matter of like five minutes of watching a couple turnovers, a couple big plays, and that's all it took. And it went from a game that was very much in reach to all of a sudden just getting blown up. I can't say I didn't expect it. I think overall... We just we made some pretty bad mistakes. I do think from what I uh, our offensive line kind of got exposed to. I think I think it's been highly touted offensive line and offensive line a lot of people have been talking about, and they got exposed pretty bad to that defensive front of Georgia too. And I, I think Georgia's for real. At the beginning of the season, I said that I expected them to go ten and zero. I still think they very well could do that. They got a big game coming up this week versus Alabama. So they do. We'll break that down in a minute. But we did have some upsets in the past weekend. Uh, number 21, Texas A&M took down number four, Florida, with the game-winning oh, field boy. goal. Zach, what do you think about that game? 
I was very happy. I, I felt really, really good about it. I am glad Florida went down. I think it helped make up for our loss a little bit. I think Florida has been getting exposed. They're, I think Florida's defense has been suspect the last couple weeks, and I think they finally just played a decent team that took them down. I mean, they gave up 41 points. and They put up 38, and that's kind of been their MO so far, right, is they put up a ton of points and they just outscore you. But their their lack of defense, I think, finally came back and bit them. And so I'm glad to see them go down. Couldn't happen to a better school. Couldn't happen to a better coach. <laughs> I think uh, my my favorite part of the game was at the end when Dan Mullen said, "I want to pack the pack the swamp next week, ninety thousand people." And then what happened today? Literally hours before this podcast, they had like five new COVID cases and they shut down all team practice. <laughs> Again, couldn't happen to a better school, better coach, better program. Love You're loving all that, Zach. Uh, I'm on, and I'm. We'll talk some more about that in a second. But I'm honestly surprised it took this long for it to happen. Um, I think the game is still on for right now. For Florida LSU coming up, which I think was was a pretty big game. Everybody circled at the beginning of the year. Now LSU's lost a couple. Um, so we'll see what happens. I I think at the end of the day, Florida is not as good as Georgia. I do not think that they are the top tier SECs. SEC school that they thought they were going to be at the beginning of the year. I think they've been exposed a couple times already, uh, and finally they took that loss. So So speaking of LSU, a lot of people had some high hopes for LSU. They lost to Missouri. Missouri had a goal goal line defensive stop to end the game. So that that was a crazy game as well. Uh, And then... Talk about bad defenses for LSU. My goodness. I mean, they gave up all those yards to Mississippi State the first game of the season, and I think, and that was we were all like, "Oh, Mississippi State must have an elite offense," and then Mississippi State after that has done very little offensively. Missouri comes, uh, Missouri uh, is uh, is playing at home, but they put up forty five points. It's crazy. That's ridiculous. I mean, you can look at what they've done up to that point. It's their first win of the season. I so they've gotten put. All kinds of points on, all kinds of yards thrown on by Mississippi State and Missouri so far. That is just not bode well for where LSU's going. I think they're going to have a very long season. So we're going to talk about a team outside the SEC, but before we do that, uh, you want to break down the SEC and its overall, just how the games have been going and some of the teams playing so far? It is, it's really been super interesting, honestly. Looking at this week, we had a couple – there were – Coming into this week, there were four teams that were undefeated still. Uh, was that right? I think so. Well, yes. Uh, yeah. So Tennessee lost. So that's that was one of them to Georgia. And Florida lost, who was undefeated. So we only have two undefeated teams left three games into the season. It's crazy. That's and that's and so after next week, obviously Bama and Georgia play, and so there will only be one undefeated team left after week four with six weeks left. Uh, I, I think it's kind of just showing a couple of things. I mean, I think, for one, it's showing how this weird season is kind of evening the playing field a little bit. I think some teams who who would have really benefited from a longer off season and some and some kind of tune-up first games all of a sudden are taking really early season losses like Florida has. And so I think that's really going to impact some things going. I wouldn't be surprised if there's no undefeated teams at the end of the season, just honestly. I think, but I think honestly, it is good for the SEC though to have to have these upsets and to have teams every week. I mean, obviously you have Vandy at the bottom of the barrel, but I mean, other than that, any team can win on any week, really. It's honestly more a lot more like the the NFL is. It feels like, and I've heard some coaches comment something like that, where it's every week you're going to be slugging it out with a team, and there are no easy weeks. I mean, there there are no just gimme weeks that you can that you can skip over. I think it's been happening, but I think teams have been getting losses from it. So I think it's I think it's something that we haven't seen in the SEC. I think the last couple of years we've seen two or three teams absolutely dominate through the schedule, come to the end, play each other SEC championship. And I think we're just not going to see that this year. Absolutely. COVID-19's affected all of college football and SEC, and now it's affected 
one SEC team specifically, Vandy. Uh, you want to talk about that a little bit, Zach? Vandy is postponed till December. Vandy, Missouri game. Vandy had uh, could not get 53 scholarship players on the field. They only had 56 in their big loss this week, but they couldn't get 53, which is the minimum, so they had to postpone their game until December 12th with Missouri. Uh, we haven't heard yet about Florida, but uh, they've said that if that one does get postponed, they'll probably push that back to the same date, which is the week after the SEC regular season ends. So we might see that some more so far. Uh, the, the last thing I want to talk about, really, is that is this insane scoring that's happening right now in the SEC. I want to read you off the scores of this week's games. 38-41, to 41-45, 41-7, 44-21, 30-28, 63 to 48 and 24 to 2 which uh, what happened Mississippi State I don't know that's horrible but I mean those sound like big 12 numbers those sound like yeah which is crazy I mean you you think of SEC you think of big like big run big running games strong defenses low scoring just absolutely grinded out games and that's not what we're seeing so far we are seeing offenses put up huge points over a, a lot of it's been in the air Right, quarterbacks getting big numbers. Even LSU's quarterback in, in a loss put up 430 yards. Trask put up 312 yards. We've had a lot of quarterbacks put up massive numbers. And so I think it's a really interesting trend to see this season. I don't know if it's the sh- the, the shorter offseason really hurt uh, teams' defenses, which I thought might happen going in. I kind of said that a couple weeks ago. I don't know if, if defenses are having a hard time getting that together. But it's an interesting trend, I think, to seeing some of these really high-powered offense come to come to play and have more shootout-style games instead of just grinded-out games. For sure. We're going to preview some games for next week. I do want to talk about one game that was outside of the SEC. Oklahoma ended up winning over Texas in a shootout in four overtimes. You talked about high scoring. Here's a high-scoring game, 53-45. to 45. Man. I actually did, did not get highlight? to watch this game. I, I heard about it. I I think that the most <laughs> – did you watch it, Mason? I, wa- I watched some highlights and bits and pieces of the game. It was a good one. I think the most interesting thing coming out of this game is how both of these teams are really high ranked coming in, and now they're both sitting at one and two after three games. Yeah. What a disaster for Oklahoma and Texas. They I, – I don't even know what – I mean, obviously Oklahoma's got this high – this big uh, – Quarterback, what's his name, Mason? What was Oklahoma's quarterback name? Uh, Radler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Radler. He was on yeah. the Netflix uh, QB one. He was on yeah, QB one. Um, he obviously was very highly like everyone thought he was going to be the next big guy and has not played great. Uh, both teams have two losses. I mean, it's just it's just ridiculous, really. Um, both were very highly rated coming into the season and have fallen off, uh, which I think is really funny, honestly. Enjoying every bit of it. It was a good game, though. Uh, looking forward to next week. We have well, let's break down. Of course, we're in Tennessee here, so we break down every UT mm. Vols game. Let's break down Tennessee versus Kentucky, Zach. I think this is going to be a really, really good game. Kentucky looked good last week against Mississippi State. Obviously, only giving up two points on a safety, which is crazy in an SEC game to only give up two points to any team. But that's the same South Carolina – or that's the same Mississippi State team that beat LSU earlier, right? With this super high-powered offense, Mike Leach that we thought was going to blow up all of a sudden puts up two points against Kentucky. So I think Kentucky is going to be coming at, coming after this game, wanting a, wanting a big statement win. Tennessee coming off a tough loss where they didn't really play that well. I think it's going to be an absolute battle next week. Do you think this will be a bounce-back game for Tennessee? I think we'd like it to be. Uh, I think we're coming in differently. Kentucky's coming off a pretty big win. We're coming off a pretty big loss. And so I, I think we'll see what happens. I, I think Tennessee could, could easily win this game. But if we make some of the same mistakes, especially at quarterback, I think we could easily lose it also. So I, I do have a question real quick quarterback wise uh, I did see where uh, Bailey took all of the QB1 snaps in the in the scrimmage on Sunday mm-hmm. have you have you maybe are you thinking uh, JG gets pulled if he has kind of a rough game we've seen that before uh, Pruitt 
came out and said that JG's our guy still. He said he's our quarterback. He's our best chance to win, which he's said over and over again. I I mean, I have seen in the past, though, where Tennessee, if it's a bad, if it's a really bad first half, where I, I think it could happen. I don't expect it here, though. Um, I think JG has not played great, but overall he's not played bad enough to, to get pulled, especially for a really, really young freshman coming in. So we'll see. I don't see it happening, though. You did say a little bit about this game already, but I do want to break down. This is going to be a big one. This will probably be prime time. They'll have college game day there, if I could guess. Uh, number two, Alabama versus number three, Georgia. Man, what a wild game. I, I think it's going to be super fun. Uh, I think I would not be surprised if Bama absolutely just wipes the floor of Georgia and Bama just emerges as as the only good team in the SEC, like the only team that's going to win it. Uh, I hope I hope it's close. I hope Georgia can, can pull it close because I think it, it's good for the SEC for them to both be – high-powered teams, but again, I wouldn't be surprised from what we've seen from Bama so far. Bama just comes in and absolutely smacks them. You got a score prediction on that? Uh, Give me Bama 38, Georgia 28. Good deal. Well, we had a great college football last week, and we're looking forward to having a a great one next week. Hope you enjoyed this segment of college football tailgate. Okay, I have to pee really... Hang on, I have to pee really bad. Okay. I'm about to die. Sorry, Zach. We're going to leave this in here. (laughs) Unedited. I think almost every episode we've done, someone's almost peed their pants. I literally almost peed my pants just now. (laughs) Chris Chris got up in the middle of one of our siblings last week. I did like the week before. I did one week too. I was like, I have to go. I literally almost, but I was like, it's going to be so hard to to jump back in the middle of a segment. I was like, I'm just going to hold on to it. You're good. Good job, Zach. I'm proud of you. All right, guys, and on this edition of Out of Left Field, I'm going to keep it Halloween-themed since we talked about Hubie Halloween, and I've got my top five candy bars um, Mm. of all time. So I'm going to ask Zach and Mason real Mm -hmm. quick what what they think my favorite is, and I'm going to get what their top candy bar is. So, Mason, what do you think my number one delicious candy bar is? See, I'm trying to think back what you've we've just always snacked together and go to dollar general runs and so i'm trying to think back of what candy you picked up go to the gas station when we work at 2 a.m yes we've done that together i don't know if you get i feel like you you're you don't get candy bars often like it's more like i am more of like a gummy worms i am more of like like a gummy worms kind of guy um sour stuff but i do enjoy some candy bars i'm gonna say kit kat if I'll just tell you right now, Kit Kat is my least favorite. Really? Dang Kit it. Kat. Dang, Dang Mason. Shows how much I don't know about wow. tens. What Reject, you th- our friendship rejected. <laughs> what do you think, Zach? I hope yours is the worst of a guess as mine. <laughs> well, at least I'm not last. Um, I feel like it's going to be something weird. I feel like it's not going to be like one of your classics. But maybe it is. Um, do Reese's Cups count? That's what I'm saying. See, I didn't think it counted, so I didn't pick that one. But go ahead. I counted. Okay. And Tinsley's going to break down his top five. Well, what is, what is your, what's oh. your favorite, Mason? Well, real quick. Mine is Cookies and Cream. Cookies and Cream. Yeah. Hershey Bar. That's Morgan's favorite, too. Yeah, I like that kind. That is pretty good. Uh, I do like Reese's, but I think my top, if I only have one candy bar, it would be a Milky Way. Milky Way. Mm. That's a good one, yep. too. Love the caramel. What if it's like a Snickers, his favorite? Just like classic Snickers. All it right. could be. Oh, here, here we go, y'all. <laughs> here we go. It is time. All right, coming in at number five, white chocolate Reese Cups. Ooh. I do, mm, count, Re- I close. do count Reese Cups as a candy bar. So I'll take coming it. in at number five, the white chocolate Reese Cups. Those are good. All right, number four, Twix. Oh my gosh, I forgot mm-hmm. about Twix. Ooh, Twix. That's good. Twix. They're even better if you put them in the freezer. Mm-hmm. Never tried that. That caramel. No, I will. Zach's a big caramel Come on. Fan. Come on with Come the on. caramel. Uh, <laughs> next, this one's kind of random. Whenever I say it, some people are like, what the heck is that? But it's a take five. It's got peanut oh, butter. Yeah. It's got pretzels. I mean, it's just... No, it's I've got, heard of that It's a pretty good. It's a good one. situation going on here. So, 
whole situation. And the little mini ones, they're like perfect amount of peanut butter to pretzel to chocolate ratio. So, take five. Uh, coming in at number two, the classic Reese Cup. Oh, so you got two Reese oh, I got two kind of Reese cups in there. I was pretty close. Yeah, we I, pretty I feel close. good about that. I got a little nervous when we started asking if uh, Reese cups were a candy bar because I have had this argument before. We had a big argument with it where a place me and Mason used to work together, at Blue Coast. Uh, a lot of the front house people came and argued. Shout out Blue Shout Coast. Shout out Blue Coast. Um, no free pub. No, <laughs> no, no free ad space here. Um, they are they are giving us money to sponsor. That's right. That's right. Um, all right, and Just number kidding, really one. Drum roll, please, Chris. In vacation. <laughs> uh, now, this one I get a lot of flack over, especially from Morgan. I don't know why, but she just gives me a hard time about it. But it's actually dark chocolate Milky Way. Oh. Ooh, come on with the Milky Way. I love Way. Milky Ways, but the dark, dark chocolate, chocolate one, I am. Now, Trader Joe's, Zach knows because... Uh, him and Megan went and got me a, some at Trader Joe's with dark chocolate Reese cups. Like if that was a thing, I did eat one of them. Did you? They're very good. Okay, so I get like anytime, like I get those anytime I go near Trader Joe's, um, and I, I don't know how many of those cases I've eaten. They're not actual Reese cups, but if Reese cups came out with a dark chocolate version, uh, I'd be pushing about three hundred pounds. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that is my list. So it's white chocolate Reese cups, mm. Twix, take five. Reese, regular Reese cups and dark chocolate Milky Way. It is time for your one-stop shop for everything NFL. And now, your one-stop shop for all things NFL. We had a crazy week in the NFL last week. We're gonna break that down for you, and then we're gonna break down some games for next week. First, we're gonna start out with. A, basically, uh, like a really remarkable story from yeah. the one and only Alex Smith. He had not one, not two, not sixteen, but seventeen knee surgeries. Yeah, like leg surgeries. Like, I mean, have you seen pictures of his it's, leg? It's pretty awful. It's, it's gruesome. It's gruesome. And I went back and rewatched the play this oh, after I saw him come back in, and it was. It's, rough. it's. I mean, it's one of the worst injuries I've ever seen. So, what did he do? He was able to come into the game after Kyle Allen took a helmet-to-helmet hit. And they did lose the game, but he was on the field. And he went against Aaron. Aaron Donald did not lighten up against this guy either. He was after him. They but Alex him Smith, six times. Yeah, it's crazy. He took but six hits. He uh, was there. I'm glad to see him back. I've always been a fan of Alex Smith. Just a good, solid quarterback. Um, it's a good story. Cool to see him come back. I was kind of surprised they made him the backup quarterback. Them sending Haskins all the way from starter to inactive third string he quarterback. He didn't even make the I trip. Mean, they've, yeah, they've given it's up crazy. on the guy. Um, but hopefully, you know, Alex Smith has a little bit better performance going forward because uh, I do kind of hype him up in fantasy fix this week. But um, let's look for Alex Smith to pick up where he left off when he was with the Chiefs. ESPN did a short documentary on Alex Smith and his comeback to the NFL. Definitely take a look at that. Speaking of gruesome injuries, Dak Prescott carted off the field. If you saw the play, it was it was not pretty. It was not good. Uh, he was a dislocation in the ankle, correct? Yeah, and compound fracture. So he's going to be, they said four to six months, so it's not really going to impede on his you know, free agency coming up, training camp. So he should be healthy and ready to come back to football activities next year. Uh, it just sucks for him. I know he, he was trying to get paid. I mean, yeah, he deserves sure. it. He is, you know, one of the, I probably would say, top five quarterbacks in the NFL. And he's so young. So he's definitely somebody you want to build a team around. Uh, so he was looking for that, you know, Patrick Mahomes, Deshaun Watson kind of contract. Mm-hmm. And it's unfortunate to get injured when you're trying to get a new contract. So, We'll see what happens with him. Um, next, we have the Raiders, who pull off probably the upset of the weekend. For sure. Scored 40 points on the Chiefs um, and beat them. I think final score was, what, 24 to 40, something like that? Yes, yeah, um, it was. And I watched that game, and, you know, you're in the fourth quarter, and you're thinking Patrick Mahomes still still pull it out, and they just weren't able to. Uh, Raiders had a, a couple – plays at the very end where they were just able to run down the clock and yeah. get out the win. So the uh, I've seen some interesting stats. Uh, 
about the Chiefs' offense. They are scoring um, over. It's like fifty-two percent of their drives they do score, but they actually have the lowest like points per drive during that. So like they are scoring every time they get the ball, but they're only averaging like three point three points per scoring drive. They're kicking a lot of field goals. They're not finishing at the you know red zone, and they're not getting those big plays. Like Patrick Mahomes isn't throwing as many 50-yard touchdowns. I'm not saying the NFL has figured out the Chiefs, yeah. but I think everyone's giving them their best shot. You know, If you play the Chiefs, you're gearing up for that game. The Raiders are obviously in that division, so they play them a lot. They're, they, they know them well. Um, but teams are trying to limit those big play things from the Chiefs and make them run the ball. And Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, you know, I have him in one of our fantasy leagues. He's kind of been a dud so far. So uh, I think they really need to get him going to help spread out that offense because they're becoming very one-dimensional. I mean, this is their first loss, so we don't oh, need to... Oh, yeah, for sure. But they just haven't looked like the Chiefs of last, last year. Last year, yeah. Like, you know, I, would, I was never surprised when you would see the Chiefs' final score be like 38-10 to 10 and all their wide receivers have almost 20 points yeah. in fantasy. Like, I mean, you could get their third-string wide receiver and stick him in your lineup and he'd probably be pretty pretty good matchup that day. So, for sure. Uh, speaking, of, well, we did have an undefeated team go down. Uh, the leftover undefeated teams are the Steelers, Packers, Seahawks, and when you are listening to this, we will already know who went who wins against the Bills and Titans. So far, they're undefeated, but there will only be one left tomorrow. Hopefully, the Titans. So a couple undefeated teams left. <laughs> yep. Speaking of, uh, well, we got undefeated, and then we have the opposite of that: teams that have not even won a game, and that would conclude. Uh, that would include, sorry, words with Mason, the Falcons, and Dan Quinn got fired. Yeah, he did. After that loss, what do you think about that, Tim? Um, this was this is a long time coming. It was actually rumored it was going to happen last year, and then he went in there, convinced Arthur Blank not to fire him during their bye week. Uh, then they went on a little, you know, winning spree. They won five games to end up the season. I just, it's another coach from the Seattle defensive coaching tree that has not panned out. Gus Bradley for the Jaguars, mm-hmm. trash. Todd Wash, also the Jaguars defensive coordinator. I don't understand how that man has a job. My two-year-old who, who could play Madden and coach a better defense than what Todd Walsh has done for the Jaguars. Uh, that man has had unbelievable talents in recent years, play for us, and look like he could get outcoached by a high school football team offensively. So, uh, Shots fired. Yo, many Mega shots. shots. Uh, so add Dan Quinn to the defensive coaches coming from that Legion of Boom defensive unit that went out in the league and got hit coaching jobs everywhere and are trash. So, mm. yeah, uh, now we're going to look forward to next week. We're going to do our pickums, and obviously Chris isn't here to make the pickums, but keep an eye out on social media platforms for all of our pickums so you yep. can see who he I picked do as well. Give, I want to give Zach a shout-out for last week. Uh, he's He gained some ground because he's the only one who picked <laughs> the Bears, and it might have been just because Come he on. absolutely hates Tom Brady. But it worked out for him, so uh, I don't have the final pick'em records in front of me right now because the Bills and Titans haven't played yet. Um, but Zach did was the only one who got that right, and then we all had the Seahawks, so we all evened yeah, out there. We evened out, Oops. and then and then didn't we all pick the Chiefs also? We, yeah, we all did pick the Chiefs. So and then it was split. And they me, lost. And, me and Chris picked the Bills, and you and Zach and Mason picked the Titans. So Come regardless. On. Zach has gained a game on Mason Let's this week go. for that top spot, and me and Chris are still hanging out at the bottom there. So this is a hey. While we're here, yes. can we all talk about uh, fantasy football really fast? Oh, I know why you want to talk. I about just it. wanted to brag yeah, about this week. I'll no, that's fine. I did actually want to talk about this really fast. Uh, Zach Durham is now in first place. Uh, my team put Woo-hoo-hoo. up an absolute Come stinker. Uh, barely broke a hundred points. Um, I'm glad. I don't want to be in first place. I like to. I don't like to be at the top. <laughs> Since is the comeback. I'm king. the comeback king. It's already bad enough. I'm on a two year hiatus where no one will trade with me now. Every year I win, no one wants to trade with me or do anything for at least two years. It's true. So it's not fun. I need to make some trades. My team's injured. Got beat <laughs> up last week. So please, congrats. Have fun in first place. I don't want it. I also like to say that my Christian McCaffrey, my number one draft pick, has been injured. 
I know. Still in first I know. place. I, your, team, your team is good. He's coming back, I maybe. do. I, I'm interested to see how your bye weeks line up. I don't know if you, like, you know, drafted a lot uh, that were uh, the same. No, don't talk about that. Because uh, you normally do that, and I have been lucky <laughs> enough in the past to, like, match up with you, and it's like, oh, Zach has five people on bye this week. Oh, that's a win. He's going to score Oops. thirty points because it, it happens. It, does, it, it does. happens ever so often. So I don't. I, I don't know how your team one week. drafted. I think you actually spread it out pretty good this year. Um, but so, congrats to Zach. You absolutely dominated you. whoever you played. I don't remember who you played, but you beat him by a like hundred points. Um, it was Matthias. It was Matthias. Oh, I literally beat him by hundred points. Two hundred and forty-seven to one thirty-seven. Yikes. <sighs> well. Mason, how's your game this week? Yeah, uh, I, I don't really want to talk about it, to be honest. I'm literally—I'm just relishing in it while I got it, guys. I know it's going to go away. I know I'm going to fall apart. He's just enjoying the so moment just, right now. I'm just enjoying it while I got it, because I know it's not going to last long. Yeah, I, I lost uh, by doing the math here, 25 points. Well, I I was nervous about the Titans game getting canceled, so I didn't start Devin Singletary, so I put in Scotty Miller for the Bucks. Goose egg. And he put up a goose egg. And then from there, it was like everyone that normally scores 20 scored 5 for my team. I don't want to talk about it. It's whatever. It's a, it's a bad week coming back, but not for first place. I don't want that first place spot. That's all you, Zach. <laughs> so we will continue to keep you all updated on our fantasy league. Now we're look league words with Mason. Now we're looking <laughs> forward to next week. We're gonna do our pickums. We're no uh, no Thursday night the, uh, this week. A bunch of games got m- moved around because of COVID, and we are looking forward to Rams versus for well maybe looking forward to this game. I don't know. Yeah. It's a it's a decent one. Rams versus 49ers Sunday night game. Who you got tens? I have the Rams. The 49ers just depleted with injuries right now. And there are some talks of the 49ers kind of looking to move past Jimmy Garoppolo, who's had, you know, he wasn't the reason they went to the Super Bowl last year, some people say. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't watch enough 49ers games to know. I look at the stat line, and, I mean, he's not been what he was with the Patriots. They tried to get Tom Brady. There are mm-hmm. some talks that maybe Jimmy Garoppolo is on his way out. He did get benched in the first half of that game. I do see the Rams winning. They're a more complete team. Uh, so give me the Rams. Zach, who do you have in this game? Rams versus 49ers. I agree with Tins. Give me the Rams. All right. And sneak peek for me. I'll be talking about this game on my betting on a budget, so stay tuned. I'll break down a little bit more during that segment. All I want to say is 49ers have had a lot of problems. Give me the Rams. Next game, Chiefs versus... We have a doubleheader for Monday night. Uh, the first game is at 4 p.m., so right when you get off of work, just go straight home and watch this game. Chiefs versus the Bills. Who you got here, Tens? Uh, I have the Bills. Um, Josh Allen is playing at an MVP level this season. That Bills defense is solid. Um, so give me the Bills. What do you think, Zach? One. What do you think, Zach? Give me the Chiefs. I think they bounced back after last week. Chiefs win. I'm going to go with Tinsley as well. Josh Allen, 12 touchdowns, one interception. Of course, this is before the Titans-Bills game, so we'll see how that game goes. But second-best QBR in the NFL. I think this will be a good game. Who's number one, Mason? Um, I think it, Genuinely I think it was Aaron Rodgers, but don't quote me on that. I didn't put that down mm-hmm. here. You threw, you threw a curveball at me. Uh, <laughs> give me the Bills and a field goal. And the last game of Monday night is going to be my Super Bowl winning Cardinals. <laughs> I feel like we're talking about them every single week. but uh, Cardinals, I have to bring them up. That yeah, was... absolutely. This is now a Cardinals podcast. Absolutely. All Arizona <laughs> fans, get on here listen to us. Uh, Cardinals versus Cowboys, 7-15 Monday night. Who do you got in this one, Tense? Um, I do. I actually, let's, I got to make up some ground on this pick So I'm going to go Cowboys. I know losing Dak Prescott is a big blow to that offense. He was lighting it up. But I, I'll tell you this. Andy Dalton came in. He played well a quarter and a half of football, threw over 100 yards. Um, he was not the issue in Cincinnati. Um, but you have the first overall pick, you got to take a quarterback like Joe mm-hmm. Burrow. So I think the Cowboys maintain that high-powered offense and give the Cardinals enough trouble on defense uh, to disrupt future MVP, Kyler Murray. Zach, well, who are you thinking? 
Give me the Cardinals Ooh, gr- on the road to the Super Bowl. <laughs> Great pick. Cardinals Great win. pick, Zach. I like it. I love it a lot. Thank you, Mason. The Cardinals. Dak was a big loss for them. <laughs> uh, I do think that they'll be able to bounce back, and I think Andy Dalton will have a good like season with them. I, I agree with you on that one for sure. Uh, however, Cardinals have been my ride or die this season. So I'm going with the train. Give me the Super Bowl winning Cardinals. Let's go. <laughs> Kyler Murray, future MVP. That's All right. five foot eight of him. Mason, I also I also fact check you, Mason. Um, Aaron Rodgers hey. is number one with a 92.5 PBR. So. Uh, then it's Josh Allen. Mahomes is three. Fitz Magic is four. Fitz Magic, baby. Number five, Derek Carr. Oh, surprising. So, speaking of Aaron Rodgers, uh, our pod squad game of the week, Packers versus Tom Brady and the Bucks. Who do you got in this one, Tens? All right. The uh, the Bucks let one slip away with the Bears game mm-hmm. the other day. Uh, it was a weird game. Uh, Tom Brady had a mental error there. He thought it was third down and it was fourth. Um, but the because pa- he's old he's, and senile. Yeah, well, you heard it here first. Uh, Tom Brady is old and senile. Put him in a retirement home. He's already in Florida. <laughs> Zach, isn't uh, your dad older than Tom Brady? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Robert. Uh, okay, go ahead, Tim. Uh, so that being said, I do have the Packers. Aaron Rodgers is on his revenge tour. Uh, I saw a quote the other day where he said, I like when you got the reporters talk about me having a down year. My down years are career years for some quarterbacks. So, give me, I don't like Aaron Rodgers either or the Packers, but give me the Packers. Since Zach is such a Tom Brady hater, I'm already going to guess his pick, but go ahead, Zach. I am going with the Packers. Oh, not surprised there. Forget Tom Brady. He sucks. I think this will be a fun week. Uh, Aaron Rodgers versus Tom Brady. I think that'd be an intriguing matchup. I picked against the Bucks last week. It worked out for me. I'm picking <laughs> against them go. again. Go pack, go. Undefeated go Packers pack. coming off a bye against the three and two Bucks. Uh, Buccaneer and wide receiver problems. Just like we talked about it earlier. Scotty Miller, yeah, and Godwin's been uh, can't get healthy, yeah, and Evans has it. been hurt. So uh, give me the high power Packers offense. Uh, in this one so and that do we have anything else to wrap this up nope all right we we can edit that out uh and that concludes our nfl one-stop shop uh zach should i edit out me calling robert old no it's fine don't think it's funny what if i told you you could bet on a budget well now you can with us with betting on a budget. And now it is this segment of betting on a budget. Let's go make some money. Let's do it. Just a couple weeks away from legally be- legal betting in Tennessee. If you're He's listening to this from another state, you all over. That's right. You may already be able to bet. I am so far five and one. Ooh. I had the Cardinals Come win. On. I just it was Cardinals minus seven, unbelievable, and they ended up winning by just, twenty points against the Jets. That Super that's Bowl right. winning Cardinals. That's right. <laughs> Do not so, bet against I'm, them. That's right. So I'm going to start out with a what if segment. We already talked about upsets for college football, so I wanted to keep that theme. Texas A&M won over Florida, Missouri won over LSU, and Oklahoma won over Texas. All upsets last week. If you had done a $5 parlay with those three teams, you would have won a total $173.35. Keeping the Halloween theme going, we would be talking about buying 31 family-sized bags of Sour Patch Kids with $173. Now, that's that's $173 well spent. I love exactly. You could feed kids. 31 families with only Sour Patch Kids. <laughs> Good one, Zach. Boom, <laughs> Thank you, Mason. <laughs> and now... I'm Classic gonna, zinger. That's right. <laughs> Got him with the zing. And now, my betting on a budget segment. Chris from Florida <laughs> put 60 seconds on the clock. All right, one second. The 4-1 Rams are only a 3.5-point favorite against the 2-3 49ers. Take the Rams minus three and a half, and I'll tell you why. 
Since beginning of the season, the 49ers have been hit with injuries left and right. Now to make it even worse, Jimmy Garoppolo, the same guy that led the 49ers to the Super Bowl, got benched after throwing two horrendous interceptions, uh, got benched to C.J. Beathard of all people. The 49ers defense hasn't been the signature 2019 defense that they were that we were all familiar with last year. They let Fitzpatrick throw 343 yards, three touchdowns, no picks last week. Last week the 40 Yes. Last week Sorry, the 49ers Mason, defense let the 2 and 3 Dolphins of all teams rack up 43 freaking points. The 49ers have won against only two teams this year, the Giants and the Jets. You know what their record is combined? A 0 and 10. Neither of them have won a game this year. Give me the LA Rams minus three and a half. Put it in the box. Put it in the box. Put it in the box. What do you think about that, Zach? Crushing it. I agree with you. I don't. I don't see Put how you're not money six and one after this weekend. I mean, just to be honest here. Put all the money on them. That's right. And that concludes this week's betting on a budget. All right, and that is it for this week's Pod Squad podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and going along this journey with us. Uh, this week, we have a couple of things going up on social media. As of right now, when you're listening to this, Fantasy Fix is live with Mason and Tense. They are bringing you all of the fantasy things that you need to know for this week, who to bench, who to start. Also on social media, we have new things rolling in every day. So be on the lookout on all social media platforms, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all of them. There's stuff going out every single day. While you're at it, go ahead and go to the Apple podcast on this podcast, leave us a review. Hopefully it's five stars. Leave us a, a nice comment underneath it, and that would mean the world to us. Thank you guys so much for listening again. We hope you guys have a great week, and we will see you back here at the same time next week.